RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. Carrie Lam denies accusations that she reacted too slowly in withdrawing the extradition bill. There are more calls from both sides of the divide for an independent commission into the whole saga. And a group of senior citizens say the chief executive should come and listen to their advice. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has dismissed criticism that her decision to officially withdraw the contentious extradition bill was too little too late. She made a televised announcement yesterday saying she hoped withdrawing the bill would address fears of it being resurrected. In a press conference this morning, she explained why she changed her mind over scrapping the bill. We have given the advice, and which I, I accepted that advice, that if we were to have a dialogue, the government should be the first one to come out to provide a basis for that dialogue. And this formal withdrawal of the bill, although it doesn't make a difference in substance, because there has been no plan whatsoever since my earlier announcement to resume the bill. So despite being no difference in substance, this is going to be a useful measure for creating that basis for a dialogue. Mrs Lam also said people should trust that the Independent Police Complaints Council can hold a fair and independent investigation into allegations of brutality over the past three months. She brushed aside complaints over the council being dominated by pro-establishment members. It is not fair to describe IPCC as being dominated by certain people with certain political backgrounds. It is a credible and independent statutory body and everyone being appointed by me onto IPCC is taking very seriously their independent and statutory function. However, Civic Party leader and barrister Alvin Young says simply adding new members to the IPCC won't address the real problem. The problem of IPCC is it doesn't have investigative power, it cannot summon any witness, unlike an independent commission of inquiry. So no matter how many people you add to the board, no matter how uh, credible the newcomers are, is still far from enough. The leader of the Education University's student union, Kex Leung, expressed a similar view. International experts nominated by who? Nominated by Kerry Lam and another corrupt official. And I think that is one of the reasons why we cannot trust such formation. Pro-government lawmaker Priscilla Leung has described the chief executive's decision to officially withdraw the bill as a peace offering. She urged all involved to take the opportunity to calm things down. I will see that the government decision to declare the word withdrawal clearly is a kind of olive branch. Of course, one olive branch will not solve the problem totally. But at least we are coming from a deadlock to a very small breakthrough. I think the community really want to solve the problem in Hong Kong with minimum harm. If you have shared the same goal, then don't add or put oil into this fire. A group of senior citizens are inviting the chief executive to attend a public forum organised by them at Central on Sunday evening to discuss ways to resolve the ongoing unrest. The seniors, calling themselves the Silver Hair Group, said after almost three months of protests, public anger couldn't be assuaged by a withdrawal of the bill only. A convener of the group and retired secondary school teacher, Tam Kwok Sun, noted that Carrie Lam promised to talk to people from all walks of life about the matter. He urged the CE to respond whether she would attend their forum by 11am tomorrow. Yesterday she promised to talk to the people, to talk to the public. 
I don't want her and her government to select the people who she like to interview or to say talk to. Okay, so we invited her to our uh, forum so that we can have an uh, open discussion. A political analyst has warned of a heavy crackdown on protests following Carrie Lam's announcement on withdrawing the bill. Kenneth Chan, an associate professor at the Baptist University's Department of Government and International Studies, says he doesn't see protesters relenting. I think at the moment what we're witnessing is a very strong movement of movements. People are not willing to just let go. And also, given the fact that Beijing, which is a dictatorial regime, uh, as a sovereign power, we always look for ways and means to, well, to retaliate, to, to take measures which would amount to a heavy crackdown of the anti-government protesters. Police are looking for two men after two petrol bombs were thrown outside the Homantin mansion of media tycoon Jimmy Lai last night. Police received a report from a security guard around 1.20am about a suspected arson attack and two men having fled on a motorbike. The Apple Daily reported that two petrol bombs were thrown at the gate by two men dressed in black and wearing face masks. About 150 students and alumni have protested outside King's College in mid-levels against the school's ban on boycotts in support of the extradition movement. Participants formed a human chain outside the school. Headmaster Tang Kai-chak had said he doesn't want politics on campus and had banned students from posting messages supporting the movement on a door. A Form 4 student said the school noted the class numbers of students had boycotted class, but Mr Tang denied this. He also said he wouldn't punish those who joined the human chain this morning. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung said the chief executive's decision to completely withdraw the bill is better late than never, but added to calls for an independent commission of inquiry into the whole saga. This is probably a general consensus from the general public that an independent inquiry should be going. But of course, right now, Kerry Lam also mentioned about she's going to form a platform, some sort of inquiry platform from professional, from uh, experts, from the general public to see what actually the problem is on creating this particular crisis. So I think that may be a framework of a commission of inquiry. So let's see how that platform works first. But of course, eventually, a commission of inquiry should be by the consensus of the general public. Turning overseas now, and Britain's lower house of parliament has approved legislation that could prevent the country leaving the European Union at the end of next month without a deal. It'll now move to the upper chamber. It's the second parliamentary defeat for the Prime Minister Boris Johnson in as many days. Opposition parties and rebel Conservative MPs want it to become law before Parliament is suspended. Mr Johnson derided it as a surrender bill. Here's the BBC's Laura Kusensberg. MPs have had their say at breakneck speed. They have voted to change the law, but it has to now, and it's just starting to tonight make its way through the House of Lords. But given the makeup of the upper chamber, it's very likely that it will be on the statute book before too long. And of course, that means that question of the election will be right back in front of MPs and potentially very, very quickly indeed. The number of people known to have died in the Bahamas from Hurricane Dorian has risen to 20. Parts of the, Elipica, El, sorry, parts of the archipelago's Abaco Islands have been devastated, with hundreds of buildings missing roofs and boats reduced to matchwood. A community activist on Grand Bahama Island, C. Allen Johnson, said it would take a long time to recover. 
we've seen uh, U.S. Coast Guards flying over. As far as on the ground, the team is making an assessment because water is just beginning to recede. We are in an extremely bad state. It's going to require a number of years for us to basically rebuild. Japan says it's still considering what to do with large volumes of contaminated water at its critically damaged Fukushima nuclear power plant. In a briefing with diplomats, Japanese officials attempted to reassure foreign countries that they were dealing effectively with nuclear plants that were crippled by 2011's earthquake and tsunami. The Iranian president, Hassan Rouhani, says his country will speed up its research and development to enrich uranium. Speaking in a televised address, Mr Rouhani said that from tomorrow, the country's atomic energy organization would hasten work to develop new centrifuges. Because we have not achieved our desired objective, our atomic energy organization is instructed to immediately start doing whatever is technically required in terms of research and development and to abandon all previous commitments we may have made. The U.S. State Department has confirmed that one of its officials had offered millions of dollars in cash to the captain of an Iranian tanker to steer the vessel to a port where it could be seized. The enticement is reported to have been emailed to the Indian national in command of the Adrian Daria after it was released by the authorities in Gibraltar last month. The BBC's David Willis reports. Since leaving Gibraltar, the Iranian tanker has been making its way gradually eastwards towards Syria. Despite Iranian assurances to the contrary, U.S. officials are convinced its cargo of more than two million barrels of oil is destined for Syria. According to emails seen by the Financial Times newspaper, just over a week after the vessel left Gibraltar, a senior member of the Trump administration emailed the ship's captain, offering him several million dollars if he would steer the ship to a country where it could be impounded on behalf of the U.S. A study of Ebola survivors in Guinea has found their mortality rate remained severe for about a year after discharge from hospital. It then reduced significantly. The researchers surveyed more than 1,100 survivors of the West African outbreak earlier this decade. 59 died within about a year of leaving Ebola treatment units, a mortality risk five times that of the general population. YouTube has been fined 170 million US dollars in the states to to settle charges it illegally collected and shared data from children. The chairman of the US Federal Trade Commission said there was no excuse for the company's actions. The BBC's Dave Lee reports. The fine is the largest ever levied in a case involving children's privacy in the United States. The Republican-controlled Federal Trade Commission said YouTube had no excuse for gathering data and then using it to push ads at children younger than 13. Google was criticized for not acknowledging its practices while at the same time privately pitching to advertisers that it was a market leader in reaching 6 to 11-year-olds. In response, Google said it would implement new measures to make sure content directed at children was clearly labelled. Financial news now and in currencies, the US dollar is trading at 106.54 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 59 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 26,613. 90 points up on the previous close. Turnover was $40 billion. Now to sports and here's Adam Jern. 
Hong Kong's football team begin the second round of their FIFA World Cup qualifying campaign tonight with a match away to Cambodia. It's the first competitive match that Hong Kong will play under Finnish coach Miksu Petalainen. Our football commentator Chris K.L. Lau looks ahead. Miksu Petalainen faces his first big test when Hong Kong take on Cambodia away in the World Cup qualifying game tonight in Group C. Finn has gone for experience and he's recalled Hong Kong striker Sandra. Sandra will most likely partner Alex Akande or youngster James Howard Southern. Hong Kong's defensive line will be crucial. A long-term servant such as Helio, Kankela, Yang Hongfai should form the backbone of the team. Mixi realizes that his first two games against Cambodia and Iran are vital and he's gone for established players and experience. He's left out some of the youngsters that he chose in his first game, which was a friendly against Chinese Taipei. Now, if James Ha gets a chance, that he could make all the difference in the game. He's fast and speedy. Interestingly, off the field, former Kitchi manager Alex Chu has been named assistant Hong Kong coach and will help Nick Su and provide advice. In the other game in the group, Bahrain will play Iraq, and next Tuesday, Hong Kong has set to play Iran. Next to tennis, in the last hour, Rafael Nadal defeated Diego Schwartzman to reach the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Nadal got it done in straight sets, winning 6-4, 7-5, 6-2. Earlier, the Italian Matteo Berrettini made it through to the semifinals in dramatic fashion. It took a fifth-set tiebreak for him to get past the Frenchman Gil Monfils. The BBC's David Law was watching. It took five match points for him to do so, three minutes short of four hours. An absolutely epic contest between Berrettini, who was always in charge once he'd got up two sets to one. He led the fifth set as well throughout, but Monfils just kept on coming back at him. There were some uh, worrying moments for Berrettini when he double faulted on match point. The first one particularly with a 73 miles per hour serve. That just limply went into the net. But the others were saved with just inspiration from Monfils as the crowd rose to him and he tried to get over the finish line. Into the fifth set tiebreak it went. Ultimately won by Berrettini. In the women's draw, Bianca Andreescu has become the first teenager to reach the U.S. Open semifinals in a decade. The 19-year-old Canadian came from a set-down to beat Elise Mertens of Belgium, 3-6-6-2-6-3. Andreescu improved her record to 31-4 and this season with two WTA titles under her belt. She'll next face Belinda Mencic. The 13th seed from Switzerland defeated Croatia's Dana Vekic in straight sets to reach her first Grand Slam semifinals. And that's your look at sports. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Carrie Lam denies accusations she reacted too slowly when withdrawing the extradition bill. There are more calls from both sides of the divide for an independent commission into the whole saga. And a group of senior citizens say the chief executive should come and listen to their advice. The news from RTHK. So cool, top to the bottom, just cool. Every little thing that I do, damn it, I'm feeling so cool. Yeah, woke up feeling like a new James Dean. I comb my 